Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Screen Talk Emmy Edition with the great awards pundit Libby Hill and myself, Ann Thompson. Um, we are uh, the supposed IndieWire experts on all things awards, but I'm going to give TV to Libby. Um, but this is the last episode of our series heading into the Emmys when I will be somewhere else. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm heading into film land. You're back to Planet Film. I am. And we will I'm, miss you. <laughs> I will continue to watch TV. <laughs> I will definitely. I'm into Mindhunter. I'm still, oh, yeah. I'm still in there. But um, let's wrap things up with a look at comedy. But before we get there, over the course of the season, one of the cool things about what we do is that we actually get to talk to people that we might not get to talk to otherwise. I got to interview Hugh Grant and George Clooney, who I've interviewed on the film side, but it was fun for me to talk and you know really get into some deep stuff with Craig Mazin, who fascinates me. Um, Chernobyl, one of the great surprises mm, mm-hmm. of this year's uh, Emmys. Uh, came out of nowhere and kind of took over in a, in a funny way. Um, who are some of the ones that you got to talk to that were uh, you're always going to remember? You know, I I was lucky enough to speak to Michelle Williams not once but twice, and um, she was so genial and so open and so thoughtful in her answers. Um, I thought she was she was very much like an open book about her work, and I think that goes against this image we have of her of being a very private person who doesn't really want to work with the press. And um, so I felt really fortunate to do that. I've interviewed Michelle, and she's a pro. Oh, yeah. Um, she's she's a good on her feet, knows how to talk to, uh, you know, SAG actors mm-hmm. and so forth. She's smart. She's private about her private oh, life. Oh, of course. Yes, absolutely. I also had the opportunity to talk to Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is the creator and star of Fleabag. Very she cool. I'm was, envious. Yes. Uh, it was a little intimidating, honestly. And um, Would you say she's super, super smart in a, in a kind of scary way? Is that what was intimidating you? You know, it's she is such a talent. And she it feels like she has a way of cutting to the core of human emotion and human interactions in a way that intimidates me. Um, but yeah, I've, I find her to be a creative genius and... So, you know, you never want to feel like you're going into an interview, um, the dumbest person participating in the interview. That's usually the case. Well, you I know, think. that's I go, very I true. Think I, I take that for granted. I'm probably stupider than most of the people I'm interviewing. I am too, but you generally want to hype yourself up at least. So it's a, it's a, it's a smaller gap. You're playing ball and you're helping them uh, to get, to get out there. Oh, sure. And so over the course of this, of this, um, whole campaign because we've been looking at this for a while now Mm -hmm. 
What are some of the movies? Uh, listen to me. I can't help myself. What are and, some of the series and limited series that pulled out in a surprising way and came out ahead? Um, that maybe that we didn't think where they were at the beginning, where they are now. I'm very curious about this limited series race. Still, I think that they're. I can't tell which horse is clearly ahead at this point, but I think Fosse Verdon is more game than than we originally thought it was heading into this summer. Um, I do think that there is a chance that Chernobyl and uh, Ava DuVernay's When They See Us kind of knock each other out because they both had a huge head of steam heading into voting. And maybe that lets Fosse Verdon sneak in. I would argue with you on that one because... Um... Uh, I think it picked up a lot of steam over the course of this because it had such good, juicy movie stars, as we've discussed, mm-hmm. and, and because it was so well done. But it's still a narrow um, window of, of interest, I think, in, in a musical like that. And not everyone loves, uh, you know, Fosse and Verdon and knows who they are and cares about them the way we do. They're so wrong, though, Anne. <laughs> And I can I'm hope. with you. I'm with you. But also, that was a, that was a series we talked about. This that was a little tricky, a little challenging oh, at yeah. the beginning. It found its legs. It was. It just took a while to figure out what they were up to. Um, so I I applaud your your taste, but I'm not sure that's gonna. I think Chernobyl and and when they see us are the two. That's probably front, front that's runners. that's that's probably true. And 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 yeah, I I I would agree with that. All right. Um, but, but Chernobyl is, 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 is the one that really tells us about our future as a species. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in that regard, mm-hmm. I think the, the, if people were surprised at how much interest there was in that series, um, they, it, it, it has to do with that. It has to do with, you know, they have, a, they had another explosion in Russia, mm-hmm. in Siberia, just in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, our world could be coming to an end, and maybe that's what that movie's about, that series is about. Yeah, that's so true. That is very true. Um, all right, well, let's do comedy. Um, we are going to start out um, looking at comedy actor. Yes, yes. This is, a, this is an interesting category to me. Um, you have a lot of people who often get nominated in this category coming up. Uh, a lot of people who often get nominated in this category, not necessarily for the roles they have previously been nominated for. Um, and and it's, it's just a real mixed bag. Um, so looking at it, it's Bill Hader for Barry. Obviously, he won last won year. Won last year. Don Cheadle for Black Monday, uh, which isn't... Which is interesting because I didn't. It didn't feel like Black Monday had a lot of heat coming into the Emmys, but the Academy loves Don Cheadle. He used to get uh, nominated all the time for House of Lies. Um, the TV Academy apparently loves him, and 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 Godspeed because Don Cheadle's great. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Anderson retained his spot in this category for Blackish, which is always curious to me because when I think of Blackish, I think that the strongest the strongest performance there is Tracy Ellis Ross, who who's been f- not nominated many times. Who fell out of her category this mm. year. Uh, rounding out these rounding out this category are, are three old dogs, um, who I'm <laughs> huge work. fans of. Yeah. Uh, Eugene Levy. Uh, snuck in for Schitt's Creek, which really had a groundswell of support 
but is a case where I believe that the nomination is the award in this case. Yeah. Uh, then Ted Danson, another Academy favorite, uh, getting nominated for The Good Place, and Michael Douglas getting in for The Kaminsky Method. Movie star. Exactly. And it's about old people. It's irresistible. Love old people. It's like that Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda show, which I hate. <laughs> I was going to say Max and them. Ruby, but that's not... I love not... them, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch them, but... Uh, yes, yeah. Grace and so, Frankie. Thank you. So so this is... this is, It's got to be Bill Hader again. It is. Who else could it possibly be? There's no question that, like, there is... This is... And that's what they say on Gold Derby as well. But they have actually Ted Danson in second place, which surprises me. You know... He is favorite. I mean, maybe. I, I love Ted Danson. Um, I love The Good Place. Uh, I think people are very sad that this upcoming season is going to be the final season for the show, but I don't, this doesn't really feel like his time. Um, Bill Hader has so many balls in the air on Barry, I think. And he has other balls in the air, as it were. I went to see it too premiere oh, last wow. night, and he steals the movie. He's, he's fantastic. He's in incredible. It. He can do no wrong right now. He's in the, what we used to call the fluke zone. Yeah. He can't do anything wrong. All it's right. In the zone. So, comedy actress, um, we have Christina Applegate from Dead to Me, a Netflix series. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, forementioned Fleabag, which, as we were discussing, that has picked up a lot of steam. Yes, that's yes, not, it has. That's way ahead of where it was at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And the critics loved it, but we weren't sure if everyone else did. When Fleabag came out with 11 Emmy nominations, I think people were kind of taken aback um, in a good way. Like it was a it was a pleasant surprise. Um, but I do feel like it's just been picking up steam as compared to something like uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which for being the defending champion in the comedy, in many of the comedy categories, doesn't seem to be, I don't know, I don't hear any chatter about it. This is an interesting question for me. Is, is, is the old Emmys were very much about series repeating year after year after year, yes. building up enormous followings, getting everybody uh, voting for them again and again and again. I don't feel like the same pattern is necessarily in place. And I think it has to do more with these um, streaming series. It isn't the same as the as the coffee cooler, look at, listen to me, the water cooler, mm -hmm. the talking every day at work about the show you saw the night before. I feel like the, the dynamic has shifted. The, dan the dynamic has shifted. I would also look at the fact that production cycles are getting so much longer on season. So you have shows regularly taking years off. Uh, Mrs. Maisel won last year, theoretically, because Veep wasn't in production um, it, or, you right. Know, there are always exactly. So there are gaps. Whereas when something like Modern Family felt like it had a, a lock on comedy series, that was running every year like clockwork with uh, twenty-two episodes. Um, we don't live in that world anymore. So I think ideally, and especially now at the end of Game of Thrones, that we're going to see more volatility in these categories, and that is very exciting to me. Well, it's all. It is good. That is good. The fact that there's change, that there's that the, that isn't. It isn't always the same old, same old. The, the fact that something like Handmaid's Tale wins so big and then almost becomes an afterthought, which is is a harsh thing to say, but it feels that way. Mm -hmm. um, and then something like Maisel, which was every 
everybody's favorite. The, all the different groups were all over it. They, sh- they all won. And now it doesn't feel as, as inevitable. No, it just it, doesn't. It doesn't. 2019 has a very different feel than than maybe 2018 did. And um, I and think Vice that's reflected back. here. And the, the, Veep that, is back. The, 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 look at this. I wrote I wrote Vice instead of Veep. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus it can, cannot be denied. No. And, and, and that's what kind of makes this category a wash. You have uh, Christina Applegate for Dead to Me, Phoebe for Fleabag, Natasha Lyonne for Russian Doll, another huge critical favorite. Um, Catherine O'Hara, another Schitt's Creek nomination. And defending champ Rachel Brosnahan, who's probably in second place, but is third to me. Um, After, obviously, the the promised winner, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, and then Phoebe. Well, Phoebe gets extra points for writing and directing, right? Does she direct? She does not direct. So writing and producing. Right. And starring. Right. So I, I would have to think that that would give her... So in the... Give her an advantage. So in the Gold Derby uh, rankings, we do have Julia Louis-Dreyfus and followed by Phoebe, followed by Rachel. Mm, that mm-hmm. is the order there. Comedy supporting actor. Um, well, we're, we've got three from Barry. Yeah. What happens is, there? This is the... Winkler one last time. Have you seen Barry category? <laughs> Uh, where if you haven't, you're you're in trouble. Um, I I am not entirely sure what happens in this in this category. I wonder if this shows the TV Academy going back to an old favorite in Tony Shalhoub, who got nominated so many times for his lead role in Monk. Um, just because I think there's every chance that those Barry actors knock each other around in the yeah. in the rankings, because how do you choose just one unless they go they default again to last year's winner in Henry Winkler? I kind of would be rooting for Stephen Root myself. He's just hilarious, and he's one of those character actors that's been around for decades, and I could just see everybody sort of going for him. But I, that's what they did for Winkler before, right? I love Stephen Root. I I talk about this all the time. I I wish that I had gotten a chance to talk to him for this Emmy race, but this is his first Emmy nomination, which blows my mind. And it could be the only one he ever gets. Exactly. You know? So there's there's something there, but uh, I'm curious to see what. I mean, Anthony Kerrigan's younger. He could he could come back in something else. Maybe. He's good too. He is very good. He's he is a he is a IndieWire favorite <laughs> in the TV section. <laughs> no ho Hank. We love him. Um, and then there's Alan Arkin, and Alan Arkin is you know he was he was obviously in uh, recently in Argo, the the Oscar winner. I yeah. mean he he's an amazing actor. He's been around forever. Exactly, and and this is a very good part for him. He plays so well in that supporting actor role um he never tries too hard he's always very wry it's little reaction shots that just get you every time the two of them together are a marvel absolutely Uh, he and he and michael douglas um so the older academy members could go that route and give uh arkin the winkler award yeah i mean there's a lot of talent in this category and shalub has been doing very well on broadway as well 
Um, so I don't know. He was in the band's visit. Right, right. Um, and Tony Hale has been nominated inf- infinitely more than anybody on the planet for Veep. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, I mean, he's he's incredible, and and I I would award him like <laughs> he has won for this role before. He he won Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series in 2015 for his role as Gary Walsh in Veep. Um, so I don't know. I like I kind of throw my hands up at this category because I well, didn't get anything could happen. Yeah, I agree with you. I, 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 I there's a scenario for each one of them. Um, I could. All right. So Gold Derby's going with Alan Arkin. Okay. And I'm kind of leaning that way myself. I mean, anything could happen. If Honestly, you could, I mean, he and Shalhoub are both class acts. Right. Completely. Right. Oh um, sure. Yeah. All right. Um, what's your vote? Oh, you know, I, th- I think Shaloub tanks it. That, that's my vote. I think that is where Maisel. Yeah, they need to win something. Yeah. Maisel gets its mazel tov. <laughs> anyway. It's weird the way Kaminsky Method and Barry are very similar and very different. Yeah, yeah. One is yes. so much darker and so much more, uh, uh, well, it's just edgier and, and more unexpected right. than the other. Right, right. Um, which is more of a standard issue. It's interesting. The energies in, in this category are are very interesting. And that is, I mean, maybe why Shalhoub gets in. I think his energy in that show, or his energy in general, is a little different from the other roles that are being played. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little less cynical. Um, yeah, he's moving. He is moving. All right. Then we have Comedy Supporting Actress. In which there are eight nominees. Now, why do they do this? I I think they break it down on percentage. And so whoever is within, if, uh-huh. uh, if I would assume that there were multiple people at the cutoff right around that sixth spot. Well, and, you were uh, playing around with statistics the last time. I mean, in this case, we have two flea bags and two Maisels. So I would suggest that they will knock each other out. Well, I don't know. Unless if that's... the Oscar winner gets an well, advantage. Well, that is what Olivia I Coleman. am concerned about, to be completely honest with you. I love Olivia Coleman, and I have loved Olivia Coleman on television for a decade. Uh, she's been a TV star in the UK for ages, and I'm. I'm so gratified that people <laughs> have discovered her and discovered that she is the best. And um, Well, she's coming up in the crown, so she has some other shots uh, yeah, coming she, soon, which is also giving her a higher publicity profile at the moment. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and the thing about the the repeat winners is that it doesn't necessarily exclude people as much as uh, in the writing and directing categories. Um, I think because there is a face, there there is a face to it, and you have a preference as opposed to the sort of nebulousness of of a script or or an episode of direction. Um, because I'm looking back at these at these prior winners, and it, it's fair to mention that Alex Borstein from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel won last year, is nominated again. Against someone else. Against someone else from Mrs. Maisel, yes. Who is deserving, Marin Hinkle as her mom. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, Saturday Night Live is often 
putting up multiple nominees. Uh, that's not the case this year. This year, it's just Kate McKinnon. Um, but there, there are absolutely. It's not as cut and dry here if multiple nominees. And there's also the fact that, I mean, back in the day, Modern Family would often have multiple nominees and still mm-hmm. win. Well, that was just Julie Bowen would always win. But So does Sarah Goldberg have a chance for Barry? I don't think so. I don't either. I I was surprised to see her name there. I think it speaks to the popularity of Barry. It shows how strong it is. Yeah. Um, so that, that was very interesting to me. I, I don't see her walking away with this. I think the category is too strong and too volatile. Um, I kind of feel the same about Maren Hinkle. Uh, it's good that she's there. Like, uh, I think it's a great performance. I think that, you know, the tie goes to Alex Borstein if if I'm voting for Maisel in this category. Um, the rest of the category, like Sean Clifford and Olivia Coleman from both from Fleabag, you've Betty Gilpin um, getting her perennial nomination for Glow, uh, and then Anna Klumski for Veep, who has never won. Well, then she's overdue. She is overdue. I don't even... But I, was she that prominent in this season? I, I mean, it's it's tough. Like, I don't know. I think there is a reason that Olivia Coleman is in the conversation so much right now. Because there isn't a clear-cut winner. I mean, you go with last year's winner, or I think you go with Olivia Coleman... Which is a travesty to me because Sean Clifford is so, 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 so good in Fleabag. Um, It is a little sad to me to see her overshadowed by the Oscar winner, despite how great Coleman is. Well, Um, the uh, folks at Gold Derby agree with you. Yeah. Olivia Coleman is favored to win over, but not not by some dramatic uh, distance, over Alex Borston, last year's winner, and Sean Clifford. Um, interesting. I am going to lean into Coleman as well. She's just a winner right now. Sometimes that's all it is. Yeah. It's this person who is just surrounded by winning momentum and glowing from it. Right. And, and people just go, her. Right. They're, they're, she's, they're, the shine has not yet come off Coleman, which, great, I hope it never does. Um, people, I think, are really anticipating the third season of The Crown. And so I am. Oh, and I am too. I'm not dismissing I'm that. I'm all at in. All. I am absolutely all in. Um, but you know, is was she the best performance? Mm, it never uh, seems to be about that right. here right. in this universe. It just doesn't. It's gonna be it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where I would be too upset if Olivia Coleman walks away with this. But who knows? Looks like Fleabag's gonna have some wins. Fingers crossed. Because we figured out some wins in, in some of the other categories I last do time. think so. I do think so. Yeah. All right. Well, we are uh, wrapping things up. Uh, if you were to predict today what the biggest surprise oh. on Emmy night is going to be, you're, you're there, you're covering, oh. I'm off waltzing around somewhere else, you're, you're, you're going, oh my God. God, I don't believe this. Happened. My big upset is Fleabag for comedy series. Excellent. All right, off we go. Thanks, darling. Thank you, Anne.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.